Chapter Twenty Two of Pee Wee Harris, FOB Bridgeborough. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. Pee Wee Harris, FOB Bridgeborough by Percy Keith Fitzhugh. Chapter Twenty Two. Pee-wee lays down the law to the judge. Down out of the mountains came the night express, thundering along fifty-seven minutes late. It awakened the echoes from the surrounding hills and scattered the little creatures of the bordering woods like a mighty conquering autocrat. Indomitable, heedless, it went its way. Its weary passengers gazed listlessly out of the windows into the darkness, some of them slept it skirted shelving mountain startled that wooded giant with its call and the answer came distant and faint as if the mountain were almost asleep along the straight even stretch westward it picked up to sixty-three miles and telegraphed its clamorous clanking and rattling along the sensitive rails miles and miles ahead such an uproar in the quiet night suddenly justice dopet of the new jersey supreme court got a bunk in the head and he sat up rubbing his learned dome sympathetically with his aged hand the lady sitting just in front of him had likewise been aroused out of her slumber by a sudden jolt as the cars shunted prior to the quick stop what's the matter everyone asked rather apprehensively no one seemed to know anything wrong two or three asked a brakeman who hurried through the train guess not he grumbled there is something very disturbing about a train stopping suddenly and this is the more so because it is so difficult to get information from the powers in control they hurry back and forth in a mysterious manner possible of the gravest interpretation and no one is the wiser on this occasion however the passengers in the first car were fortunate in receiving their information directly from headquarters it seemed to be poured down on them from above in buckets full it streamed in through the open windows on the breeze nothing was withheld i stopped the train because on account of not knowing if the switch was open Pee-wee shouted. I shinnied up the gate, and it went down, and it wouldn't come up again, and I didn't have any supper yet. I bumped against the handle and moved it. That's why I stopped the train, and a goat ate my chum's driver's license. So he got arrested, but anyway he's coming back. I heard the train whistling, and gee whiz, I hurried, and I didn't have any supper yet. There was quite a little furor. The conductor seemed to think the Pee-wee was much to be blamed. He spoke severely about small boys meddling with railroad property, and so on, and so on. The men passengers took a different view. They agreed with Pee-wee, and thought he was a hero, which was just what he thought himself. The women passengers were staggered at the idea of his not having had any supper. Some of the people stood about on the ground while others gazed from car platforms and windows, 
while the hero who was certainly the centre of attraction was assisted down from his aerial prison by means of a stout rope which had been hastily brought out of the baggage car this peewee fastened to the cross beam in the tower house and dangling it thence down and out through the window was able to make a truly scoutish descent locking each foot in a turn of the rope as he lowered himself don't hold on to it he shouted because the end of it has to be loose that's the way you can come down from a house when it's on fire well sir said a stern voice among the curious flattering throng so this is dr harris's boy eh well now what are you doing here upon realizing the staggering fact that he was being addressed by justice dopit of grantley square bridgeborough peewee nearly collapsed and naturally enough for justice dopit was not only the friend and neighbor of john temple founder of temple camp but a scout councilman as well and a very devoted friend and patron of the local organization he was bridgeborough's most distinguished citizen with the exception of peewee himself and he was known far and wide well sir he said surprised and amused what are you doing here such a small boy to stop such a big train at which the curious throng laughed i could stop a bigger one than that said peewee if you have resources you could stop them at which the throng laughed still more anyway i'm glad i met you because you're a judge peewee vociferated and you know all about those things so is a feller has he got a right to drive a car if a goat eats his license he can't help it can he gee whiz that's not fair is it townsend ripley you know him he got arrested from here because a goat across the road ate his license and eleven dollars too so he can't even pay a fine gee whiz that isn't fair is it maybe they won't let him come back even so do you call that fair justice dopit who had resolved many puzzling questions seemed to regard this one as a poser i bet it's a technicality hey said peewee yes it's a technicality said the judge amid much laughter i think the best thing for you boys to do is to i know what you're going to say peewee vociferated and we're not going to go home no matter what because we're not quitters because you know all about scouts you made a speech and said so and we're going to drive to temple camp anyway no matter what because we started no siree i don't care about technicalities or anything we're going to drive to temple camp and i'm going to stay here till townsend gets back and if they keep him there i'll get a habeas corpse because he couldn't help it if the goat ate his license could he what was it a ford car an amused traveling man asked he didn't eat the car he only ate the license said peewee oh said the man and i didn't have any supper either said peewee End of chapter 22, recording by John Brandon.